Hello and welcome back to the Flatal Skulls podcast. I'm Joe as always and today I am joined by Casper uh, and by Nathan as well from the Warhammer Orchard. So Casper, uh, say hello to everyone. Hello, it's nice to try this format. Yeah, it'll be uh, nice to see what we uh, bring out for the listening. And how are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing well, thank you. Really excited about today's list. Oh yeah, me as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of Lisman. Uh Definitely my favorite army list. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's funny. I, I really dislike them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess, guess we're going to have some discussions about that. Yeah, well, I, I, know, I think I know why you, uh, you dislike them. Uh, I think the main reason I like them is because I, I played them back in, uh, back in the day. All right, well, today we have uh, three armies for you, each with a different setting. Um, now, uh, I guess we'll uh, start off with uh, Nathan's army and uh, see what we have there. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your, the army you've brought for us today? Oh, would I ever. I had <laughs> way too much fun with this, to be honest. Lizardmen, to give you guys some background, Lizardmen, that's how I started the game. It was the army I fell in love with as a kid. And I actually have something around 5,000 points of unpainted, assembled lizard men of the era. And I've been thinking and thinking about how, what I'm going to do with them. And uh, so this is, this is one of the, the ideas that I had. This is a very f kind of fluff-heavy list. It's based on the migration of the red-crested skinks during the war with Clan Pestilence. Oh, wow. And... Yeah, so I, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's all skinks all the time, except for the mandatory lord or uh, mage priest. Okay. So to start things off here, we have our characters, and we start off with a master slan mage priest, Lord Ichahaha. And uh, for these, I was inspired last week. You guys did such a great job, uh, especially uh, Josh and Jurgen with their fluff based lists and yeah. the names and stuff so I, I had to raise my, my game for this one so I, I put together names and, a, and little pieces of fluff to go with the, each of my units here so this is my mage lord he is uh, a rather eccentric mage priest who decided to accompany the migration for the purpose of to quote his skink interpreter finding out what all this Sotek nonsense is about <laughs> he would later come down with a nasty case of festering pox which he has been sleeping off ever since he is a master mage priest. He has the amber amulet, the plaque of dominion, the flail of skulls, and the crimson armor of Dargan. And my idea behind this mage priest was kind of twofold. Firstly, I think the mage priest has to be one of the best candidates for the flail of skulls with his six base attacks. He's just an absolute beast. I thought, well, what's better than uh, six strength, six attacks, and that's six strength, eight attacks that do multiple damage on each hit. The Plaque of Dominion looks really fun to, to try out. Uh, gives the Lizardmen army a turn of always striking first. Might help the Skinks a little bit once they get stuck in. Mm -hmm. And the Amber Amulet, just to give him... It was actually inspired by a later Lizardmen book. Uh, in the 7th and 8th edition, they had these Disciplines of the Ancients. One of them was a thing called the Transcendent Healing. 
that allowed this land to heal each turn, and I thought it was a nice callback to that, so I figured, hey, why not? And Slan Mage Priest have so many wounds anyway that it seemed really annoying if he just heals a wound each turn. And the Crimson Armor was just to give him a normal armor save there. Probably better choices, but I, I liked the 4-up armor save plus the 4-up ward. He comes in at 555 points. Um. Then we have our star of the show, which is Tenehini, the prophet of Sotek, the real leader of this army. He is the leader of the cult of Sotek and potential savior of the Lizardmen. Tenehini would lead his armies to drive the Skaven from Lustria and summon a new god. He has two items he has to take. The Dagger of Sotek, which might be the most overcosted item I think I've ever seen at 50 yeah. points. It gives him plus one strength, uh, but he's not a fighter at all, and it's kind of neat against Skaven. Uh, the Totem of Sotek, though, I liked a lot more for 10 points, and I actually have something that kind of plays into that item a little bit later on that I'll explain. So they are my characters. They come in at 735 points. In regiments, I have a lot of skinks here. The first group is the Heralds of Sotek. The most fanatical followers of the cult of Sotek make up Tenehini's bodyguard. These are 32 skink warriors, including a standard bear and a musician. They have javelins and shields, poison tips for their weapons, of course, and they are accompanied by four Kroxagor. Uh, for a total of 381 points, I love the aesthetic of the skink units surrounding these big lumbering Kroxagor. I love both of the units, and I wanted to take them both, and so I figured all of my Kroxagor would be surrounded by skinks. They are the main unit, and they are going to be accompanying uh, Tenehini, Okay. Then there is the Crafters Cohort. These former skink artisans and their Croxagore laborers are amongst the thousands displaced by the Skaven invasion. They are some of the most vengeful warriors in the host. This is a, another skink unit. Uh, they also have javelins and shields. There's 16 skinks. They also have poison tips, and they are accompanied by two Croxagore for a total of 186 points. We then have the Cohort of the Mists. Hailing from the city of Zlan Hopek, these young skinks have left behind their old lives, having been caught up in the cult's religious fervor. This is 20 skink warriors with short bows and poison tips at 110 points. We then have the Cohort of Gold. Refugees from the fallen city of Chakwa, they have joined with the cult not out of belief, but the desire for vengeance on the rat spawn. And these are six, 16 skink warriors with short bows and poison tips. Both the cohort, cohort of Miss and the Cohort of Gold I intend to have as skirmishers in this army. Okay. Then we have probably the best unit, I mean maybe the best cavalry unit in the history of Warhammer <laughs> here. These are the favored of Kotek. These Cold One riders used to patrol the jung jungles near Hexodal until they were sent to aid the cult by a skink priest who accidentally misinterpreted an instruction by Lord Mazdamundi. These are five skink cold one riders at 125 points. That finishes off my regiments there. And so for monsters and other assorted bits, we have a Stegodon, Itzak, the Bloodhorn, this ancient and ornery Stegodon was found by a lizardman patrol following the fall of Quetzal. 
This, the beast was wounded, but boasted no less than a dozen rat spawn impaled upon his horns. Quickly adopted by the cult of Sotek, Itzak has become venerated, the skinks daubing his horns with fresh skaven blood each morning. <laughs> this is a Stegodon with four additional skinks and the Jaguar standard. And this is one thing that I never thought of as a kid, but as soon as I was going through the book, it just hit me, what is cooler than a rocket Stegodon? just adding movement uh he's already got an okay movement score with the jaguar standard he's got three turns of possibly just zooming around the battlefield yeah. i loved it so much i couldn't not do it finally we have the children of the great serpent wherever the prophet of sotek leads his armies they are accompanied by thousands of serpents surely a sign of divine favor this is two serpent swarms for a hundred points and they can do something rather neat with Tenahini and his uh, banner of, or totem of Sotek, they are able, he is able to summon them onto the battlefield instead of having to deploy them normally. At the start of any Lizardmen turn, he can just pop them up. He can also pop them up in combat. Yeah. What's really kind of neat about it is they also get a bonus attack while they're within 12 inches of Tenahini. I thought, what a what a neat little thing to be able to do either to put up a roadblock just right in front of uh, a unit or put them in the flank of a combat. They are 12 strength 4 attacks, which honestly doesn't sound too bad to me, especially for a swarm. I think you could do some some fun little annoying things with them. Yeah, it's it's, it's decent stats. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean low weapon you know, skill, for... but uh, it'll still be at least 6 hits, so roughly 4 wounds, and then they'll mm -hmm. provide flanking as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is that is my army. I had a lot of fun with this one. Mm -hmm. The Cold One Riders are a little bit of an indulgence of mine. I know they're terrible, they're toughness too, and they have stupid mounts, and, and they're probably not useful at all, but I have the models, I love the models, and man, whenever, when, when else am I ever going to use them except in this army? If I was doing it uh, as a little bit more of a serious army, I'd probably replace them with a couple Pterodons. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm very happy with this list and, and where it's at. And uh, yeah, looking forward to what you guys think. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we jump into it, would you like to tell us a little bit about the migration of the Red Crested Skinks? Oh, I would love to. Just a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, a yeah, I will try to be brief here. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This happened in uh, around minus 1300 in the Imperial calendar. So before the founding of the Empire, this was a time of great suffering for the Lizardmen. The Skaven emerged under from their tunnels underneath the uh, ground, and it was one clan in particular, Clan Pestilence, known for their various plagues and, and uh, diseases. Mm -hmm. The Lizardmen, and especially the Skinks, proved very vulnerable to these di these diseases and quickly the city of Chakwa and the city of Quetza fell to clan pestilence this caused a huge uh, wave of refugees of lizard men that kind of uh, fled to the other cities but they brought those diseases with them so it was a time that there was a lot of strife the mage priests, this was all happening a little bit too fast for them to properly combat because, of course, they aren't very quick at the best of times, let alone the worst of times. 
from amongst the refugees emerged a one particular skink named Tenehini. He had found this old forgotten prophecy, this plaque of Sotek, that described the coming of this great serpent god who would rid Lustria of the Skaven. And he devised that the only way to bring about Sotek's coming was through the mass sacrifice of Skaven. And he led his his fellow skinks, because the skinks were the ones that were suffering the most. The Saurus to a degree, but the skinks were, were really just dropping dead in, in huge numbers. Okay. And they were desperate, and they would... Um, they really took to this this prophecy because it was a way to maybe save their people and it began this great migration that was really one half kind of refugee one half army and they would fight the skaven wherever they could and take as many prisoners as possible to start to try and bring about this prophecy eventually they were successful and there was a giant twin-tailed comet in the sky of course, other races have other myths about this twin-tailed mm -hmm. comet, but the Lizardmen one is the correct one. And they, uh, eventually, they put so much pressure on Clan Pestilence and the rising of these big serpent swarms that followed their army that Clan Pestilence had no recourse but to migrate and leave Lustria. And as this was happening, the skinks, the, the skink myths say that a huge serpent serpent rose from basically this volcano and pursued them into the the west and or into the east sorry and uh, actually emerged in the southlands and still hunts the skaven to this day and that is their sacred god sotek who keeps lustria safe from the return of clan pestilence Okay. And that was, yeah, that story, I love that story, mm -hmm. always have. And, uh, yeah, that's what inspired this army. It's nice to be reminded of. It's been a while since I've heard it as well. So thank you for that little bit of uh, extra info. No All trouble. Right. All right. Casper, uh, would you like to uh, comment on the army first? Yeah. But I think uh, maybe we should uh, run through it together instead and comment on, comment on uh, yeah. Yeah, we the that. various uh, parts instead. Um, okay. But first off, some general thoughts about this. Um, there are some uh, some minor uh, questions about uh, how we, I think uh, ruling wise the army is illegal. But of course, uh, when you do a meme, you can always uh, agree on house rules uh, and um, and stuff like that. And I think that's pretty fun to to agree that uh, you should allow these small uh, things that uh, wouldn't be allowed otherwise uh, but we'll get to that but I really like that uh, you put so much effort into the law even though I'm not uh, that much uh, uh, scholared in in the law of uh, licit men uh, but very nice that you told us uh, the story behind it um one thing i think uh did you consider making it uh, for the list for a ca campaign with the pestilence gavens instead um honestly i just thought about kind of my favorite 
stories from from the lizard mix i knew i wanted to do something that was was very much uh tied in with the lore and this kind of emerged as as my favorite list out of those potential ones so that was really the the impetus behind it i would love to do a campaign with it at some point i think it'd be a lot of fun mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah i think that would be really fun to see also to see uh, how how uh, this gaming list uh, would look like uh, to to combat this it could be a very fun s scenario to to do. Yeah. Um, I, d I do feel like you would uh, need to agree with your opponent when playing this uh, this list that he would also play uh, a meme list <laughs> uh, if uh, if you're not gonna be run up uh, over by a lot of uh, lists with uh, all the skinks. But I like uh, the theme about it mm -hmm. a lot. Do you have an, any general thoughts to add, Johannes? Um, general thoughts, uh, just sort of like, um, well, Stegen, for example, should be in regiments as well. It is a regiment unit. Um, oh, I never realized yeah, that. Yeah, oh. also, I also have that, but uh, mm -hmm. but that's why I thought we could uh, go through the list. Yeah, 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 let's go through the list uh, one at yeah. a time. But no, general thoughts, I like it as well. I like the idea. Um, also, one of my... Uh, the one of the uh, interesting lore parts that I've read about, but not as much as you, so it's nice to get a little bit of extra information about the story of the, the migration. Um, Tehuni is also a uh, special character that I've been wanting to use for a while, because I like the idea of, of summoning the uh, the serpent swarms as well. So I definitely like mm -hmm. uh, the inclusion of that character. Um, yeah, that's that's general thoughts. Uh, I think we should just jump straight into the characters because I do have a, a few issues, at least uh, Math Hammer style with the uh, the the Master Slam Mage. Um, first off, the the armor uh, that he has it will negate his spell casting. Oh my God, you're right. And <laughs> I also, I didn't even think about that. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And also, wow. it's illegal because it's uh, it m was made uh, chaos only in White Dwarf. Ah, that as well. yeah. So uh, <laughs> okay, two times, yeah. uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Un unless you make a house rule for it, of course. Mm -hmm. Which with uh, with meme lists, I think you should al always uh, consider mm -hmm. uh, talking with your opponent about uh, making house rules for something that you really like. Um, but uh, it's it's a really mm -hmm. bad choice of an an uh, an uh, armor for a spellcaster. Of course, yeah. 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 Wow, I can't... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> I okay. totally missed that. Um, I would. Uh, I was considering in the uh, the one I've ma uh, I made, I was considering using the Golden Crown of Atrasan because that sounds a little bit Lizard-like. Mm -hmm. So that might be something, uh, finding the point, the extra 25 points to give him that item instead, giving him two ward saves. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot of points that you sink into it uh, mm -hmm. if... And well, it is a, he, it he is doesn't a really need it. He's uh, pretty much unkillable with Amber Amulet and a ward save already. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, of course, always like to see Flail of Skulls being included in an army list. Um, but it might actually be not that necessary for him in uh, in uh, this uh, setup because of he, has to, he already has the strength of six. Um, maybe you would give him... 
uh, sort of swiftly. Uh, well, you already have the Plague of Dominion, so maybe something that gives him extra attacks. Like you give him the Blade of Leaping Bronze or Leaping Gold, maybe. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, you could also go cheaper and just give him the... Uh, what's it called? Is it the Rending Sword or Rending Blade? The one that just causes two wounds? Can't remember the name of it. Yeah, but it... You might as well pay for the Flayed yeah, of Skulls yeah, then, I because guess. it's only five points cheaper, I think. Um, yeah, but the, I totally agree with you that the, this is uh, one of those rare uh, occasions where the Flayed of Skulls isn't uh, isn't that good. It's still good, but uh, but you already have strength six, so most mm -hmm. foes you'll be hitting on two plus anyway. So the only thing you get in addition with strength eight is uh, more armor negations, with which is good uh, versus cavalry, basically. Uh, but everything else uh, doesn't have that much armor, um, so it's it's very rare targets that has uh, more toughness. Um, so the strength mm. from the flail doesn't improve a lot, but of course the wounds parts is, is good, and it's still a a good weapon. Um, but uh, I think you should uh, you you should skip it uh, in in terms of uh, of power. But uh, but if you like. Uh, but if you like having it, it, it's it's totally fine. It's not a bad item at all. No, no, not at all. Um, the Plague of Dominion was also changed uh, in White Dwarf uh, 222. Uh, it's a one-use only. So I don't think it's that great because it's still a bounce build. So it's very difficult to get off, especially if your opponent uh, uh, gets wind of you having it. Um, so it really needs to be the last spell that you cast uh, when your opponent uh, used all his Winds of Magic cards in order for you to get it through and it's one use only. So it's a pricey item that's uh, pretty risky. That sounds like a big gamble, yeah. It is, but I, it's also uh, one of those items I've been trying to find some kind of way to use it because I just like the idea of having sources or skinks or something just striking first, which is something that's otherwise quite rare. Yeah, or even better, the Croxigors with the mm -hmm. uh, great weapons, because yes. because it's a magical spell, so they will strike first with great weapons. That was that was what kind of uh, did it for me for this list because mm -hmm. I I just saw that item and I was like, oh yeah, Croxigore striking first sounds sounds great, but it is, yeah, it is something that I think you're right, it would be a tough one to pull off. Yes, especially when you don't have uh, have more magic support, if you if you somehow added uh, some more um, bound spells, some more sp uh, spells in general, so you easily can uh, exhort uh, your enemies uh, Winds of Magic cards, uh, so you make sure they have nothing left when when you play this as the last thing. Um, you couldn't make it work with more support, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Um, yeah, Tehuni, I've been wanting to use that character as well for some time. Um, it is a little difficult. I mean, I like the idea of summoning the uh, the swarms. But statistically, even at um, half the price, lizard swarms and and you know even with half price and, and plus one attack, uh, swarms in general are just not cost effective. 
simply because they are so expensive and the amount of damage that they output is not worth that point considering like if you take a croxical in, in addition uh, which is probably why um, if I were to make a professional list I wouldn't I wouldn't include Tehuni but I would definitely like mm -hmm. to uh, play with him because he, he feels like one of the more interesting characters on the uh, Lisbon special characters uh, roster. Why do you say that they get an additional attack? Is that uh, That's some rule I missed? That's Tehuni. That's Tehuni, he gives them an addition. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, within 12. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice meme, and uh, your whole army is built around it. <laughs> I just think that you should uh, add more uh, more serpent swarms uh, to to support him. Mm -hmm. um, four or five, I would say, um, for mm -hmm. for them to be really good. I don't see two serpent swarms doing that much. Uh, they can't even negate ranks um, because they're not five models. Um, so. Well, you have the if you're fighting against Skaven, you you do have uh, Tehuni himself with the dagger Sotek to negate the ranks. Um, well, he, he he won't negate the ranks, but he will negate the leadership bonuses at least. Yeah, by a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one, but yeah. Uh, um, no, I mean uh, his uh, his ability it uh, it removes the leadership bonuses from the ranks, right? So they'll be down to leadership five or something. This. Yeah, that that's I believe Do how that works. Yeah, if they take a, a, a wound. Yeah, if if he uh, causes a deck. wound, yeah. <laughs> Which seems unlikely to be honest yeah. with his weapon skill too. Depending on the type of rats he's fighting, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but it is it is pretty unlikely. He has how much strength does he, does he have? Plus one? Does he have four or five? Uh, strength four. Yeah. Strength four with the one dagger, <laughs> one. At, yeah, it's very unlikely. Then, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's close to not happening. He will hit on four plus, and then he will wound on on three plus. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's very optimistical, mm -hmm. and uh, like you said, it's a it's a very expensive item with just one attack. Yeah, he he did. he actually he. Uh, kind of have a usage on the battlefield if you didn't have to carry that dagger if you'd buy him just with the totem and yeah also yeah. because he would be a lot more point efficient mm -hmm. but exactly. uh, that's, that's the but the, that's yeah. no getting around that you cannot make this army without him yeah yeah that's he's <laughs> you have to have absolutely the, the gem of it yeah um one thing that uh I miss with your with your list, and maybe it has something to do with uh, lore-wise. Um, but for characters, you have some additional points left, and uh, in order to make uh, Cove One riders a little bit good, you could uh, add uh, that uh, Skink uh, special character that uh, ignores their stupidity or something like that. Ixi he is one of the models that I own, and I really wanted to put him into this list. I just didn't know, and I didn't have time to, to try and track down his backstory to see if he was around during the uh, the migration of the red-crested skinks. I thought that he might uh, be a little bit more of a contemporary character, which was one of the reasons that I, I left him out of this one. Yeah, because... Uh 
as you also mentioned, when we get to the cold ones, they are so bad. So, <laughs> so if bad. you are to uh, include them, then it would be nice to uh, to try to fix them a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he would he would help that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the regiments. Um, you have uh, the big uh, skink warrior regiment. Um, my question is. Uh, with the the setup, then how many of these skinks can actually shoot? You're gonna make it. Uh, how wide is is it with four crocsigors? So with four crocsigors, I believe it would have to be at least eight wide. Yeah, so you have eight that can shoot. Uh, you need to be it. Uh, you'd have to make it uh, ten wide, wouldn't you? It's two yeah. Two yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then one on the exact. So ten wide. Yeah. So you have ten of them that can shoot. I don't think that's uh, worth the points because they're only gonna shoot once. Um, but uh, but it is, yeah, it's it's so uh, so cheap, so it's not a lot of uh, points mm -hmm. that you you get there. But uh, I don't know. Uh, are skink warriors allowed to get any any interesting equipment like spears and stuff like like that? No, I don't remember. Only javelins and shields or bows. Yeah. 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 So there's really no not that many options on that side. But you, if you find the, if you need to cut something, you can cut the javelins uh, and shields and poisons, and the unit won't be that much worse. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little small gain, but uh, but one thing uh, to note is that you have four croxigors in each unit and two in the other croxigors. And that is illegal. If you include six crocsigors, you have to make them equal size. Not in it, not if you include them in uh, regiments. It doesn't say anywhere that uh, that rule is uh, negated uh, w when you do that. I had read that rule, and this was this was a, an issue I had come across too, where I wasn't sure if having them in regiments made them so that they were just a part of the skink regiment, and they they didn't kind of count as their own thing or if like you say casper they do have to be three and three in this case um yeah it was it was a thing where i was just not sure of the ruling you've probably i i would probably de defer to your knowledge in this case but uh, yeah i was a little confused about that i think the rule only applies if the croxigors are on their own so i think you can have units of one and units of uh, with one croxigore and units with uh, four croxigores or there's four and two I but I don't think that's the case because this book was made pretty, pretty late uh, in the Warhammer Fifth, and they were a little bit better with the the wording, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I don't think uh, I think they would have wrote it. You see all the the regiments they have wrote they've written a lot of text for some of them, um, so there's no no nowhere that it says that you can actually do that but that's one of the things that you can just ask your opponent hey is that can i do this is it, would you allow this and in <laughs> meme fights i think it would be fine well in in, in the difference is that uh the croxigore in units of skinks is part of the skink unit as portrayed both in the uh, uh beastie area and in the army list um, and just and the only th rule there is to croxigors and units of skinks is that you can include one croxigore for every eight skink. 
the rule yeah, but rule it, uh, but the, but you need to when you need to look for the cost for the crocs of course you need to go down and read but that that's a different unit then mm, so what stats and cost does the crocs go have for the skinks then mm, let's see here yeah that's true it doesn't say that in cost yeah but but as as i said i think you should just house rule that it's a it's allowed um it's just a minor thing uh, or make it to uh, identical skink units with three in each would also do it mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah um and next unit is uh, just a, a small version of that um yeah i i like uh, i really like these uh skink uh, regiments with croxigors in them it looks so cool on the battlefield but they are just uh, making the croxigors uh, worse um because uh, me and johannes have run the numbers uh, a lot of times and having uh, giving croxigors ranks is is very nice but it's a uh, it's uh, very quickly negated because uh, the opponent will just hit uh, the toughness two uh, weak skinks and uh, because of that, uh, you actually pay points for the skinks to give ranks to Croxigors, but you don't actually uh, benefit anything from it because, in most cases, because the enemy will kill that many more skinks. That's so sad. I love the look of those <laughs> units so yeah, much. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. In my heart. <laughs> and and we have also uh, tried to to we have tried to uh, calculate this on so many different uh, regiments and it always comes out the same sadly um yeah, and the, yeah statistically they, all, they tend to just do worse yeah not worse but the same but you pay points for not actually yeah. gaining any any benefits yeah yeah um of course it is uh, a little bit uh, this is a little bit better with the plaque of dominion uh, if you get that off, then uh, the skinks will strike first, and the croxigors will strike first. So th it will protect a lot of the skinks that way, and then you will gain a lot of benefits from it. So in that case, it's a it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for the uh, the the two different cohorts you have of the mist and the cohort of gold, um, I definitely like skink with skirmishes. Uh, skirmish skinks with uh, short bows and poison is definitely something we tend to use in math hammer style as well we do tend to use smaller units that way uh, if they are broken by uh, leadership tests or by uh, magic you don't have such a large loss so we tend to go around nine to ten skinks per, per unit okay so maybe think about running yeah uh those those skinks just shuffle them around a bit and, and make them into four units instead of two mm -hmm. yeah definitely quite a, uh, quite a few or, uh, uh, names for cohorts or you could just have like two divisions of the same co cohort maybe yeah call them one and two if or yeah. Yeah. find the uh, different names yeah but i believe in the uh in the lisbon army book they use uh skinks of the first tier and skinks of the second tier uh yeah so the names the might be uh Mm -hmm. So, like the levels of the various uh, temple cities that they defend. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, of course. Uh, so, definitely, always a good choice to bring skirmish skinks. They're one of the best units uh, Lizardmen can get, uh, simply because they are so cheap and they have a strength four range attack, which is just amazing. Um, yeah, they are insane. Yeah, yeah. 
for the price for being skirmish units mm -hmm. um, and you're and very annoying to deal with and they mm -hmm. can uh, zone and yeah they're just so good um, yeah and then we get to the cold one riders which we already talked about and you also mentioned why they are not that great yourself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's but it, it's it if uh, if it's a uh, law wise it's allowed uh, for you to have that special character you should definitely add him mm -hmm. i think and then uh, cut a little uh, bit of unity in there right. so i'd be very happy to do that he is one of my favorite characters in the book yeah. so that's something that i would joyfully do it's yep. also uh, something that breaks my heart is that the skin code one riders are so bad because it is one of my favorite units and I remember back when I started playing Lissabon, uh, I didn't have any of the Kovon Riders. So I made my one of myself out of this, uh, I had a plastic model, like one of those rubber models from like a, a tiny uh, Jurassic Park Raptor. And then <laughs> I put a Pterodon uh, Rider on it. <laughs> so that was how I made my first Kovon uh, Rider. So it's just like this uh, rubbery uh, Raptor <laughs> I have him riding. <laughs> I must, awesome. uh, must have looked horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still have it today, though. Yeah? Yeah, it looks horrible, it does. <laughs> you, ha you have hidden that from me. Yes, I, I, I think it's... Uh, You're uh, that embarrassed. <laughs> a little bit involved because <laughs> I, don't, I only have the one. I never made any more of them. Yeah, okay. So I, I can't make a unit of them. I have to... Uh, I have the Dogs of War regiment of uh, renowned Cold One Riders, but I haven't uh, put them together and they're still in the box. Yeah, and they really sell sell we well <laughs> yeah. if you want to get yeah. rid of them uh, yeah, yeah. because uh, dogs of wars in boxes, still in boxes, are yeah. really sell for a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have gotten some pretty good offers uh, so far for it, but I'm still yeah. looking for a decent price. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, sell them cheap. Nope. If you don't want them. Um, and then there's uh, the sticker done. The Jaguar standard is uh, something that uh, I use a lot for the Stegodon. It's very, very strong mm -hmm. and it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, there is so many questions about uh, how how it works with the adding additional skinks to to the Stegodon, uh, and I don't think there's a uh, a proper or real uh, ruling on this. Uh, there wasn't ever made a FAQ on it. Um, but the way we uh, we talked about how to r to to rule the wording is that you can include two additional skinks, or maybe it's you can include two additional skinks if you add the bow. Um, there was uh, some tournaments that said you can ma maximum uh, add uh, ten additional skinks, and that was commented on in in White Dwarf at some point. Um, because uh, people would go to tournaments and add uh, 30 skinks on top of <laughs> the Stegodon because there were no such thing that said you could not do that. Um, so it, this is one of this thing, those things that were never actually cleared or, or ruled. Uh, so it definitely needs to have a ruling on it. Johannes and I usually mm -hmm. place it at the, as that you can add two additional skinks. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, the maximum additional ones you can add. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that white dwarf, actually. I, I, I ha owned it and I, it was nothing that I had ever 
thought about doing before on a Stegodon until I read The White Dwarf. And yeah, the the idea of people just loading skinks onto this poor Stegodon was really comical. <laughs> I think I was I was kind of had that in my head while I was making this list. I was like, okay, what is a reasonable amount of extra skinks? And I thought, well, four sounds pretty good for that. Yeah. Honestly, it yeah, I, I, I the idea of like 30 extra skinks on a Stegodon though, I, I think is really really funny. Uh, yeah, you have to uh, you know represent them as well, so you'd have to do mm-hmm. some kind of acrobatic skink show on top of the Stegodon <laughs> to make them all fit, or just a lot of glue. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Stegodon is uh, always nice. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, making this uh, list uh, stronger, you could uh, cut some uh, some skink units uh, and. Uh, See if you can scratch to, uh, points together to get an additional st- stegodon. Okay. Uh, and then you can uh, either have them in one unit, so they both benefit from the jaguar standard, or you can give uh, the other stegodon uh, either a banner of sorcery to uh, to support your plague of dominion and uh, your slan mage, um, or a war banner, so he performs a little bit better. Well, you can only have one magical standard on. Any. I don't think so. I think it it says any Stegodon can have a magic standard. I'm pretty uh, sure. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, any Stegodon in the army may have a magical oh standard yeah, any attached standard. to its yeah, habit. Yeah, yeah. So um, That's true. Yeah. So so you can uh, you can easily do that. Um, what are your thoughts on the giant bow? I always liked it as an idea. I yeah. never really thought it was worth it. No, because you can only use it if you're not marching, and you want to get this guy into mm-hmm. combat. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Uh, if you're thinking about, uh, m- maybe there's one turn that game where you're not marching, because of some tactical uh, issue. Um, but that's probably it. You won't get to fire it more than once, right. and it's probably not worth, uh, even though it's very cheap, uh, worth yeah. the, the points. Um, and even if you wanted to make like a, a Lisman army where you uh, try to do a, a artillery army, like you use salamanders and a bunch of stegodons with giant bows, the giant bow is not going to make back the cost of the stegodon. Mm-hmm. So um, in most cases, I, I, I think I have yet, to, uh, after we started playing again, I have yet to include a giant bow on a stegodon. Yeah, I don't... If you have 20 points left when you're building your army, I... You could easily include it, mm-hmm. but otherwise, uh, if you have any th- things better to spend those twenty points on, you should do that. All right. Yeah. The closing remarks is like I said, I would like to see in this list uh, more serpent swarms, mm-hmm. um, to to actually make uh, the special characters uh, a little bit better and m- make sure that they can actually do something. I don't know if 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 you can sc- scrape enough. Uh, points together to actually get five so you can negate ranks that way uh, but that would be my preferred number okay I like that idea a lot it really suits the theme of the army I just when I got to serpent swarms I realized I only had about a hundred points <laughs> left which is why there is only two to when I go back and, and I'll probably make some some corrections and changes to this army list if I do decide to, to properly build it I yeah I think I would have to include more serpent swarms even just for theming 
you could cut the cold one, cut the cold one riders and the, add the could, serpent yeah. swarms. Well, if uh, we we kind of want the cold one riders, don't we? When since we're talking about Sphinx, <laughs> I mean, even though they're so terrible, I, I might I, consider downgrading the mage priest to a champion. Oh, that would that would save a lot of points. Mm -hmm. And that would make uh, Tehuni even more uh, essential to the army, I think. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess uh, he doesn't really need to be a master. I guess with the points that he have, I mean, he'll still get three items and and mm -hmm. two spells, and it'll fit into the 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 idea that he's been, you know he's kind of sleepy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. you might even just make him a regular. Nah, you couldn't make him a level one because then he just your army will break once he dies. But maybe course, a level yeah. two you could you could keep alive, yep. uh, and then the flail of skulls would be uh, a useful item because then he loses the uh, he doesn't have the strength I believe. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah, that's a that's actually a, a good idea. I can support that. Um, there is still the the question about the plaque of dominion, which. Uh, which with a lower spellcaster gets even more difficult to get through. That's true. Um, but then maybe add, add a a skink priest or something like that, and mm -hmm. also in give him a dispel scroll or something like that. Um, so you get a little bit more magic and uh, and see if you can add that uh, banner of sorcery as well. Uh, but that will require the second sticker down because that's the only uh, maybe you can get the 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 champion mage priest uh, as a, a battle standard bear with banner of sorcery perhaps mm. yeah yeah definitely um so but i really i really like that you put that much effort into uh, making an army for with the with the history behind it and uh, that fits the history and you're really s scholared in the uh, Lizardman <laughs> <laughs> law. Um, well, I've, been, I've been reading it since I was nine, so hopefully I I picked up some of it. Yeah, you uh, could have I made a, the whole story up and I wouldn't have <laughs> noticed. <laughs> so <laughs> that uh, was all would also be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's also nice to see all the uh, temple cities because I had to look them up to find anything that reminded me of the names of the, the temple cities. So it's nice to see you've uh, included a lot of the ones. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. What story did I read with that one from? Uh, and the <laughs> Mist one is Slan Huapek. Uh, that's the, the temple city of Mists, isn't it? That is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to be reminded of the lore. I have to to go back and listen to uh, some of your earlier podcasts on law with Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks so much, guys. This has been a really great little discussion on my list here. I've learned a lot about list building with the Lizardmen. One thing... Uh, oh, sure. sorry. Um, I just thought about uh, one more thing that I think you should you sh should tr think about adding is a, is a Pterodon unit in, in place of one of your skink regiments. Um, because they're really good, mm -hmm. and they're, okay. they're also skinks. If they, if you somehow think that they fit the theme, and you get uh, uh, something to take out uh, yeah. war machines with, yeah, yeah the, uh, I, the migration I would need scouts, wouldn't it? 
Certainly. And that was kind of the idea for the the Cold One Riders. And it Mm. was a toss up between those two. Honestly, I put in the Cold One Riders because I love them so much. And I knew you guys could just pull that right apart. So (laughs) (laughs) if if I was, yeah, if I was trying to play a a little bit more of a serious game, they would certainly go in in place of uh, some Pterodons. I do really enjoy them. And I do think they fit the theme of the army really well where they are. Yeah, they're skinks and they're they're outriders, right? They're scouts. So, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thank yeah, you so, so thanks much so for, much. Yeah, and thank you for bringing this list through us. It was nice to get a bit of lore as well and a nice fluffy army. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, uh, any closing remarks on this one? Oh, I think everything is yeah. set from my part. Okay, uh, shall we move on to the one I've brought? Yes. Now, I've tried to create a last stand scenario. So I call this the last stand at the Celestial Temple. So I've, I've, I've made up a uh, temple city, uh, which is basically just a ruin. So the idea is that uh, Lord Master Mundi has sent his personal guard to hold the temple city. It's uh, There's an ancient pylon in the city um, that is critical to the great plan. Um, and it's meant to help stop the end times. So in theory, this is a battle that the Lizardmen should lose every time because the end times, of course, happens. Um, so uh, I've decided not to cl- include a uh, I've gone a bit of house rules here and, and not included a mage slam priest as the lead as the leader of this army because that's Master Bundi and he's currently busy trying to communicate with the, the pylon and unlearn and uh, uncover these secrets that it has before it's overrun um, so instead I have uh, s- made three characters from the army list that will serve as the the servants of Master Mundi trying to uh, protect this pylon until he's finished um, communicating with it. Uh, So this uh, based on the last uh, stand scenario, so the uh, attacker has five turns uh, before um, uh, Master Mundi unlocks the pylon and then it's down to victory points who wins. And then I've given some instant win condi- con- conditions. For example, uh, the attackers I've chosen is the uh, Vampire Counts. However, I've changed them a little bit to make them more like the Vampire Coast, because I've chosen to make a custom Luther Harkin 5th edition character uh, to try and uh, seize the crystal before it's too late. Um, so basically, in this scenario, uh, yeah, if, uh, if there's any of... Uh, Luther Harkins uh, regiments that are on top of the pylon or the uh, temple city uh, with no Lisbon in sight that's within five inches of them uh, then that's an automatic win at the end of the turn uh, the same for the Lisbon if they manage to kill uh, Luther Harkin um, otherwise I've got some conditions whether they goes to uh, victory points and there are certain conditions that can be met so first off, uh, this is the leader of the army. In this I've chosen a source hero. Um, he's an Aeon old uh, source hero, uh, which no weapon seemingly uh, able to hurt him, um, because a meteor fragment fell into its spawning pool and formed a shell around its its body as it hatched. Um, so this is a source hero with the armor of meteoric iron and the jade amulet. Uh, he comes in at 112 points. Uh, to to accompany him, I have the uh, another 
uh, source hero, and he's called Kumando. And uh, he's also a source hero at 160 <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has the Cloak of Feathers uh, and the Blade of Leaping Bronze and Light Armor and Shield. Uh, for the third character, and the third servant of Master Mundi, I have chosen the, um, uh, the basically the prophet of this city, the Celestial City. This is the Sky Prophet, Suuxi. Uh, I have tried to make some kind of variation on Zeus here. Uh, he's a Skink Shaman uh, at 156 points. He carries the Staff of Lightning and he has a Spell Familiar, but he is only allowed to pick from the Celestial School of Battle Magic. Uh, in the uh, magic book um, and that makes all my characters out of 428 points uh, to accompany the shield of Herxel is the uh, master Mundi's chosen he's a temple guard there are 15 of them they have light armor and shields and this and a standard bearer who carries the banner of sorcery this is uh, uh, in essence to give a little bit of a chance for the uh, the Skink Shaman to be able to dispel some of the vampire magic. Um, and that comes in at 361 points. Uh, next we have, uh, I also have some cohorts. Uh, first up is the Sky Tower. Basically there are uh, the Sky Tower, which is one of the supporting buildings to this ancient ruined city. And then there's the Gateway. And the, the gate has been destroyed and the tower has fallen into ruin. Everything's collapsed in this one, but they're still guarding it, even though uh, there's nothing left except the pylon. So the cohort of Sky Tower, which is 16 Skink Warriors, uh, they have Poison Javelins and Shield, they have full command, means Standard Bearer and Recision, and they have a singular Croxigore with them. Comes at 153 points. Uh, they are supported by the Sky Runners of the tower. This is 15 Skinks Warriors uh, who are skirmished, and they have Poisoned Short Bows. Uh, now the the gate cohort, uh, that is the cohort of Skygate, that's uh, 16 Skink Warriors again, it's basically the same as before. Poison Javelins and Shields, uh, full command and the Croxicore, also at 153 points. And supported by the Skyrunners of the gate as well, this is also 15 Skink Warriors with Poison Short Bows, also at 82.5 points. Um, they have also received reinforcements from the uh, Temple of the Sky, I believe, is the uh, Axe Toddle. I believe that is the Temple City of the Sky, if I'm not correct, if I'm correct. Correct me on this one, Nathan, if I'm wrong. Um, so basically, the, uh, a small cohort from the um, this other Temple City have arrived to assist the uh, Master Mundi's personal guard. Uh, that's um, three Croxagores in a unit called the Spawn of Axtotl at 135 points and uh, the Skyrunners of Axtotl which is 16 Skink Warriors with Poison Short Bows comes in at 88 points uh, that's uh, 1070 points for my regiments and an army total size of 1498 now I have also built the army that's going to be attacking should uh, we wait with that? Yeah, maybe? yeah, let's do that part afterwards because it it also requires a lot of balancing. I think I don't think I've balanced it quite enough. Uh, but let's start with the the Lisman army I've done. So, uh, um, would you uh, like to go first, Nathan? Sure thing. I might be a little 
quicker on this one because most of my notes that I've made here in preparation are just me saying, ooh, neat at certain things. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, firstly, I love the idea of a Lizardmen force that is defending a slan but can't call on the slan's powers in 5th edition. I think that's really neat. It's going to change how the army plays, and I don't know how that's going to affect the army overall, but I think it's a, a really neat idea. The other thing I wanted to say, the, uh, the Sky Prophet, uh, he is a, a, I love that he has access to the Celestial School, and that's the only school that he can access there. It's a really nice call forward to like the later on Lizardmen fluff in 6th in mm-hmm. and 7th and 8th editions where you have these, um, the, the Lizardmen skinks, they, they are celestial, you know, they've got the lore of the heavens, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Other than that, the um, I, I really like some of these, the, the way that you've formed this army is very evocative of some of the the bigger shots in the Lizardmen book of, you know, the the Games Workshop team, their assembled Lizardmen army. So it's it's mm-hmm. going to look the part mm-hmm. of of that, and uh, yeah, I am super impressed. I, I said at the beginning that when I was coming into this episode, I was I was all hyped up. I was like, oh, I, I'm raising my game this week. And, you know, I've got this fluff written. I've got this whole thing going on. And then you drop this on us, a fully fleshed out scenario with two forces, one of which that you've, you've kind of made. And I, I can't wait till we get to the, to the vampire stuff because I think that's even more clever. Okay, okay, and yeah, uh, yeah I just uh, <laughs> I feel like next time we do an episode, you're going to have an entire written army book. Uh, you've done up in the in the previous week. This it, is very it, it impressive. It wouldn't be something I haven't done before because I have actually <laughs> um, one of the things that Casper and I do to to practice our skills at Warhammer is also to try and make some of the army lists that aren't included in Fifth Edition, such as the Vampire Coast or Norska or Halflings. Uh, <laughs> similar, so we we try to design an army from the stats that we already know and. Uh, from all the other armies and try and make something that you know has a purpose uh, and uh, try to make something different than the other armies in general so um, that is that is what it, what inspired me to do this second uh, vampire coast army that is going to be attacking them nice and that, that does seem par for the course for you guys uh, the the one question I had and I'm just trying to remember. The armor of meteoric iron on the Saurus hero, that's not going to slow him down at all, right? Because it's magic yeah, armor? It's magic armor, that's correct. Perfect, and okay. Since yeah, he was... already has scaly skin, he's going to have a one-plus armor save. Oh, boy, yeah. 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 So that's uh, the whole idea. Once I, I decided I was going to make him like a... First, I decided his name, and I thought, okay, what can I do? Uh, what can I, Basically, all the items I've gone for in this army has been items I figured might be something that Lizardman might wield. And yeah. Meteoric Iron seems like something that Lizardman might have. Yeah, I really like uh, your build on that hero also because he's, uh, he's functioned as uh, the general, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they can use his leadership and uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's very tough to kill. Um, I really like uh, putting two defensive items on him Yeah, and, and, and when he acts as a general. And once I had the uh, the items for the character, I started to develop the story for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, some comments in general, 
Um, sure. It's a nice theme and uh, a history effort. Uh, the both armies are a pretty bad math hammer style, I think, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but they are both bad, so that might be uh, a good uh, a good matchup, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing: Did you test the deployment uh, for the setup? How how you would align the units? Um, not enough. Not enough. Um, there are some things like I spotted afterwards, like um, given the opportunity, you might be able to every turn charge in with the, the scurvy dogs or the direwolves from the the vampire uh, counts, uh, and then spawn them again next turn and charge. Uh, if, if the Lisman player is not careful about the deployment. Um, but basically, I wanted it to be an overwhelming situation. Oh, uh, they respawn or what? Yeah, every time a unit dies for the vampire counts, they respawn at uh, uh, any uh, table edge mm, the okay. vampire player's choice. Yes, yeah, okay. You're, you're meant to lose this battle as the Lisman, but you are trying desperately not to. Okay. So this yeah. is an overwhelming situation I wanted yeah. to make. At okay. first, I had chosen rats, but after seeing uh, Nathan's army, I decided I had to do something a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I was going to go with the Sotek build as well, but I was like, okay, we kind of two Sotek builds, so I'll switch it over to Vampire Counts. And that's when I started designing my uh, my Vampire Counts army. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a, It's a nice... Uh, I, d- I missed that uh, rule with uh, the vampires uh, respawning mm-hmm. when they die, because... My, I have a note here that I think uh, the problem with this is the vampires don't stand a chance. Even mm-hmm. though they have 500 points, a uh, bigger army, they have uh, close to no magic and uh, yeah. uh, no hard hitters. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lizardman has a defense, defensible terrain. Um, but the respawn part might uh, might fix that, yeah. and I missed that part. That is why I've made the, the units for the vampire count so weak. That's because of the respawn ability. Um, to begin yeah. with, I wanted it to be like a, 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 a permanent wave of just uh, Skaven slaves just pouring in. Uh, but again, it works with Undead as well. Yeah. And the second uh, the second hero that you brought, uh, I also like him. I understand why you picked the Blade of Leaping Brogs instead of Flail of Skulls, uh, mm-hmm. even though that our podcast is named Flail of Skulls, so shame yeah. on you. But uh, <laughs> I understand why you you think that uh, is more Lizardman item. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the items wise. that you gave the the, the Shaman, I, d- I don't get. They're just uh, bad items, I think, and they're they're too uh, too fluffy, uh, and they don't. Re- they don't fit your theme, I think. Uh, they don't add anything to your theme. So okay. I d- would definitely p- pick some... Uh, some j- Just some uh, decent items instead of these really, really bad ones. Okay, uh, or okay. items that fit the theme for the shaman. Uh, I, was tr- I was looking for items that made him lo- more of a celestial wiz- wizard. Um, and Staff of Lightning seemed an obvious choice. Of course, it's a very bad item. Um, it's also very bad against the undead. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, with the uh, no magic. Uh, it's pretty risky without uh, a scroll, of course. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But the but the vampires don't have a lot of magic either. Yeah, I was even considering giving Luther Harkin armor so he wouldn't be able to cast magic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um Any more comments on the characters, or shall we move? No, I think the the characters are fine, and regiments? the regiments are also uh, quite nice. Uh, the temple guards, yeah, it's a. I would say it's a waste uh, of a banner to give them banner of sorcery in mm -hmm. normal cases, but uh, against this uh, this army, uh, it's probably pretty good uh, against an undead army. Yeah. Um, because they they will probably hold the the line against any of the, those uh, regiments anyways, yeah. uh, unless the vampire is also involved. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's I understand why you you bring uh, bring skinks with the uh, croxigors in them um, because it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> but it yeah it's as we mentioned before it's a. Uh, it's not really worth the points. Uh, now I've, I've tried to make something that would look cool. Basically, I pictured myself uh, making the rain for a uh, a, a Lisman uh, ruined temple city with a, like a, a crystal pylon in the middle, and then I wanted the regiments sort of like the scenes you see in the um, in the Lisman book, like where you see uh, the New World colonies raiding slans and shooting them with rifles I, I love those pictures in the books uh, and that was basically my inspiration for making this uh, this scenario yeah well I think both those uh, Croxy skink units are, are gonna break very quickly mm -hmm. um, maybe even against the zombies yeah, yeah um, so yeah um, of I don't see why the when we get down to the regiments uh, the skirmishing regiments um, why you in made them the uh, big units? I think uh, it would. This army would really benefit uh, for having the small skink units, yes, skirmishing units. Um. It definitely would, uh, and and I wanted to make some kind of uh, make it more difficult for the enlistment player. So I wanted to make the units bigger. So making sure that you have to commit more units if you want to deny because. If if uh, Luther Hagen get for example pitch pick picks uh, uh, witch flight um, or the similar spell in the necromancer book, uh, what's it called? Um, anyway, if he just flies on top of the temple, you have to deploy more units to negate him from winning the game. So it, I'm trying to make this as difficult as possible for the Disman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course, uh, there's also the issue with the uh, if the Croxigors are legal or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. With the skinks or not, uh, and I simply don't know if. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. If, but if, I, if I, it's I, one I, of the other, but you could al always house rule this. You already yeah. have so much house ruling with the next army coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a yeah. lot of house ruling coming up with the uh, the vampire counts, uh, because that is going to be the uh, any closing remarks to the Lisman army, uh, Nathan. No. No, I think we've got okay. it covered. Okay, yeah. so let's move on to the attacker. Uh, and the attacker is the mad vampire Luther Harkin. Of course, he does not appear in 5th edition, so I have made a custom one. 
uh, after doing some research, I found out that he was of the Lamian bloodline. So this is uh, lore-wise correct. Um, I've given him a ward save with the quick quick blood, and then I decided his second power wasn't going to be as powerful, um, but he still needed to be uh, quite fast moving. So I gave him the dead walk fast with plus one movement because he still has to have a chance of making it to the temple in time uh, if he can't uh, if he doesn't pick a uh, a spell that allows him to. Um, there's a little bit of item choices here that's a bit strange. I gave him the Tormentor Sword simply because I feel like that's something a mad vampire would carry. You know, the chance to make someone stupid by hitting them. Uh, so it's not very relevant, this weapon. Um, it's more... It's very fluff, this just choice here. Um, and then I wasn't sure whether I wanted to make him like a custom item to make him a, a, a like a... a a brace of pistols or something so I've sort of given him both ways I've given him the doomfire ring which is sort of my way of giving him a uh, an item uh, that could be used as fire but then I decided well I want him to have some kind of weapon as well so I decided to give him one of those empire repeater handguns and give him the ability to move and fire it because he's a vampire so there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, fluff with this character here uh, he comes in at 526 points, I believe. I charged 6 points for the repeater handgun. Um, otherwise, it's all priced from the Vampire Counts book. Uh, the second character in this army is a, uh, a powerful skink prophet. He was uh, a prophet in the city of Huatl, which is now uh, the Awakening, uh, Luther Harkin's uh, temple city. And so his spirit has been ripped from his body, and he now walks as a wraith in service to Harkon. Um, and he's now the necro-prophet of Huadl. He's a wraith, um, and he carries the Staff of Flaming Death. Um, I decided to allow um, a wizard item on a wraith, simply because the wraith is, uh, law-wise at least, the possessed spirit of a wizard. Um, he comes in at 120 points. So that's all the characters for this attacking army. So next we have the regiments. And first up we have the Seas Unwanted. These are 40 zombies at 200 points. Um, I decided not to give them any more detail because the dead who have been rejected by the sea are numberless. Their bodies forced to march at Harkin's bidding. Their names lost to the tides. Uh, so that's just a regular unit of uh, 40 zombies. Just, you know, just your regular... A uh, human being who's been, uh, you know, overcooked uh, on the beaches after they died. Um, the next is the uh, uh, a legion from Tilea. Uh, they they've been stuck uh, at the bottom of the ocean for uh, who knows how long, and they've been covered in barnacles, and so they've marched on uh, from the bottom of the sea onto land uh, in service of their Lamian uh, vampire lord. This is the Legion of the Depth. This is 30 zombies, uh, and I have given them pikes. Uh, I think I charged two points per model. And I have given them full command. And then it comes in at 224 points. Uh, next on the list is the um, the Pirates of the Black Pearl. Of course, uh, I think you can all, you probably both know which story has inspired me there. 
Um, pirates once dared to explore the Lustrian jungle in search of treasure, but no more after the story spread of the curse that befell the crew of the Black Pearl. Cursed to life eternal, but without fear or pleasure or glory. Uh, they were cursed after sacking a temple city. So this is uh, 20 zombies, and each of them carries handguns. So I'm not going to be very good at hitting, but uh, you know, you have the chance to use some vampire coast kind of light unit. Uh, next on the list, I have the last Queen of Albion. This is a Banshee for 100 points. Um, I have no idea whether this is law-wise correct because I have very little law and knowledge of Albion. Uh, so the story is that after Albion fell to marauding Chaos forces, the last Queen of Albion sought to escape, but she was betrayed by those closest to her and thrown adrift at sea until she drowned. She now haunts the world, singing the betrayal she suffered and taking vengeance on all things living. Um, next, uh, I have the Cursed Men. The Cursed Men were a scouting force sent from the New World colonies to retrieve a rogue Empire general and bring him to justice. As they ventured deeper into Lustria, their bodies mutated and their minds crumbled. Now they serve only Harkon. And the Cursed, uh, cursed Men are ghouls. There are 20 of them for 120 points. Uh, this was inspired by um, Apocalypse Now. So this rogue empire general, he's uh, Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> yeah. I um, like it. Yeah. Uh, and next I have the, um, the creatures that serve Harkon. Because even the tiniest creatures and the most ferocious animals in the jungle cannot escape the taint of undeath. So the first up is the things that crawl and slither. Uh, these are three insect swarms uh, or spider swarms for 300 points. Um, and then we have three units of direwolves, which I have renamed to scurvy sea dogs. Um, they come uh, two units of eight and one unit of nine, come in at eight, 80 points and 90 points. And this entire army is 2000 points. Uh, the special rule to this army is that, as mentioned earlier, Whenever one of your units is completely destroyed, you may respawn it at the beginning of your next turn at any table edge of your choice. Uh, basically to represent this uh, overwhelming force of undead just pouring in to try and claim this uh, crystal before it's too late. Casper, uh, would you like to go first in this one? Mm, yeah. Yeah, you put a lot of uh, effort into this as well. Um, even though this is a lizard man <laughs> cast, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, but fine. Um, I like the idea of uh, your vampire lord. Um, the items that you gave him, I just don't see uh, giving the army anything. Um, the torments are sword. Uh, yet, if you look at the lizard man army, it there's really no yeah. targets for it. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, so it's it's basically just points out the window. Mm -hmm. uh, you could give him something a little more fun that can actually do something on the battlefield. I don't. I understand that you don't want to make him too powerful, but just giving him something that's a, a total waste is, uh, uh, the is thought, the just thought, a shame. I think. Yeah. The original thought was that I would have uh, Master Mundi come in as reinforcements in the last couple of turns. But I decided against that because that would require building an even larger vampire army. Um, and it took a while to make up all these names and, and stories for each one. Yeah. 
So I decided You did a really good job on that. Uh, yeah, I did spend a, uh, quite a bit of time on that. But So I think the, the Torment Assault is left off there. I could definitely replace that with a better item. So, and also the Doomfire Ring, um, it's a very, very expensive item. You use a lot of points and, uh, and bad things for this army. So it's not, the army is not close to being worth 2,000 points. Yeah. Um, Doomfire Ring is just so overpriced and there are mm -hmm. a lot of better bound spells, I think. Yeah. For cheaper, but of course it's called Doomfire Ring. Um, yeah, it's it's just a lot of points uh, out the window. I think. Um, also, if it it even though with the with the respawn ability, I think this army is gonna have a really hard time uh, getting the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then uh, of course there's another house ruling that the staff of flaming death is not legal on on a wraith. Um, so you have to, of course, uh, just write uh, write that in the in your scenario here that uh, that is made legal, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. So I like uh, I like a lot of the zombie units, um, and I even like the pikes. Uh, it's a it's a nice th thought. The only thing that I think is a shame with the pikes and the handguns is people that would like to play this scenario would have to custom make <laughs> units <laughs> that is uh, and that's a bit of a shame so you should consider if there is uh, available troops that you could put in the in place of those yeah. units i, I think probably make some so backups uh, so you yeah, can choose yeah. either to make them yourselves or you can choose to use these units instead because i think actually there's gonna be people that uh, would like to play your scenario mm -hmm. after this uh, cast um, awesome. So, so I definitely think that you should uh, do a 2.0 and write the uh, uh, substitutes for those uh, units. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, the handguns I understand and like it, but as you also kind of mentioned, they're not gonna do anything <laughs> because they are so poor uh, at Fire. at hitting, yeah. uh, firing. Um, so you should probably add a little bit of house ruling to them uh, in order to just not it's it's fun to include a unit but if the unit doesn't do anything th in the battle at all uh, then it's not really that fun any anymore so i think you should uh, improve them a little bit yeah okay um i don't know what the proper thing would do uh, i was thinking of giving them a always hit on a 5 plus yeah, you could you can toy around with the with things like that, um, but uh, yeah, they're they're not they're worthless worthless now. Um, well, if you deploy them in the, uh, you can get them to fire from the first turn because of the closeness of the deployment zone. But still, they will need sixes and sevens to hit. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Yeah. So th they will. Barely do, barely do one wound. Yeah, yeah. you can give them plus one to hit, maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, I like uh, the units and the, the the idea behind them. Um, the there's another thing: the the insect spider swarms. You spend so many points on something that's uh, 
is very bad. 300 mm. points on, on this is yeah. also a thing that uh, kind of uh, makes it really hard for this uh, army to perform. So when you, if you actually look at it, you have 300 points here, you have 140 points for items from from uh, the vampire, um, which is just bad points uh, in order f for this uh, mm -hmm. army to succeed. Um, I understand why you you like to have some of these swarms, but uh, either you should uh, include them and maybe raise uh, the t total army a little bit more. Uh, of course, the problem is with this kind of setting; it needs uh, play testing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does. But but I feel like that even with the respawn ability, the direwolves will surely do damage charging in again and again. Uh, but the rest of the units is probably uh, the zombie units might make it a, se a second turn, mm -hmm. uh, might spawn one t one additional time and do a little bit more. But it's not gonna be enough for this unit to overcome. Yeah, I don't know, but I I feel like it's a little, it's a little too weak to, to yeah. do the job with the especially with the terrain, uh, defen def defensible terrain that the, the lizardman has. Yeah, yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. Um, I did also after doing making this time, I did realize that it maybe just might be just a little bit too weak. Um, but I wanted to be <coughs> as much as possible. I wanted it to be zombies. And I uh, and very basically, I wanted something that that would seem like it came from the uh, the vampire coast. Yeah. And and there are not more units that, that would fit that theme that you could include. Uh, it, it's possible. I mean, I could include some some skeletons as well. I mean, I, I could make some story about them being uh, having having their bones picked clean or something by uh, carrions or. Maybe include some some allies from the uh, the undead book, uh, but uh, it was a little bit too fast. I made this army, I think, because it it could require some more, uh, or it should make some special house ruling, uh, reducing the cost of insect swarms for uh, Luther Harkin. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, y but yeah, you did a you did a great job. A lot of uh, work put into it. Uh, you can quickly do a 2.0 version of this, and then it, it it would be up for playtesting to adjust it for a third version or something like that. I could definitely adjust it to 2,400 points as well if that was needed, because the usual last stand scenario it's uh, 1,000 versions versus uh, 2,000 points. I tried to offset that with the respawning ability, but they're just a little bit too slow, and Harkin won't be able to uh, Van Hales all of them. Yeah. <coughs> Any anything else? No, I think I said my part about. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts, Nathan? Nathan. I really, really enjoy this vampire list. I dig the lizardmen list a lot, but the vampire list really speaks to me here. The thing about Luther Harkin being a Lamian is totally new information to me. That's so cool. Okay. I thought you had chosen those powers because it fit like a, a very fast vampire swashbuckler kind of thing, but to learn that he is also of the bloodline makes it even better. I 
uh, am going to disagree with Casper, which means you're probably going to want to listen to Casper on this. I love his items. I think it works so well for a silly, mad vampire pirate. A, a sword that when you stab people makes them dumb and a ring that occasionally shoots out giant jets of fire. I, I couldn't ask for a, a more uh, evocative pieces of, of war gear here. Like, I can picture these things happening and, and him mm-hmm. just, like, cackling madly on the deck of his ship as he, you know, uh, just tears through people. I think it's great. I love the repeater handgun uh, that he can he can fire uh, on the move. The idea of a uh, undead lizard men wraith also, I'm I'm there a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. The I I really like what you've done with your kind of custom units with the pike zombies. Did you imagine like are they going to keep their ranks or or will they they also lap around like traditional zombies when you're you're fighting in combat? Is is the the desire for brains going to kind of take over that or are they going to stay in there? in their ranks oh, yeah that's that's a uh, something i considered as well whether they should be able to do that as well because i thought about like oh you have pikes so you want to be fighting ranks but they're going to be doing the uh, wrapping around all the time but i figured it was okay because they are mindless um uh, now that they've just been they've been down in the bottom of the sea just rotting for uh, for ages and ages and then <laughs> they've just been forced to march up and now they're just hungry for flesh i like that all right as far as the uh, the Pirates of the Black Pearl, the zombies with handguns, one one thing that you could maybe do is borrow that lovely kind of Tomb Kings rule where their archers, they have got, like a cap that they, they always hit on at least like a, a five or a six mm-hmm. with a certain item. Uh, something like that might be good for them. Honestly, I really think since you've got so many really great kind of homebrewed rules in here i'd lean into it even more than you're doing yeah yeah here and maybe maybe give them a a separate profile with a little bit better ballistic skill or give them yeah like a special rule or something maybe they just fire so many shots that they're bound to hit something oh yeah i could Uh, make them like that all their ranks are able to fire maybe or mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're able to move and fire something definitely something they need a a buff of some kind to make them uh, viable i had also thought about just giving them each uh, a pair of pistols Okay, that'd be really neat. I would like that a lot more because then the, it, it actually uh, fits the theme of the, the whole uh, mm-hmm. army that has to uh, march forward and not uh, having a unit stand mm-hmm. back and firing. Uh, and then they can also fire, but they also get the, that uh, additional attack with an extra strength. So they actually an improved uh, zombie unit that can actually yeah. fight a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd also thought about giving them skirmish mode. Mm. Um, but that would negate some of their bonus. They probably lose a lot more than if they don't get their ranks. But the yeah, whole that, I- that the does whole make I- sense. Yeah, the whole idea, at least, was to to make like an army where you just pour in ar- troops after troops after troops, and your opponent just has to keep, uh, you know, uh, surviving against it. So maybe I'll make the deployment zone even smaller. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to the. I have currently twelve inches between the deployment zones. I'll probably go back to the eight inches as in the last stand scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I think. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, increase the power of the unit, or the the army, the undead army a lot. Something Ooh. you could consider as well is 
say you wanted to make a unit like the Pirates of the Black Pearl here that are a little bit more unique. They've got their handguns and, and maybe they're somewhat more elite zombies than, than the, the usual kind of rabble here. What if you had some uni- units that recycled and, and maybe a couple that didn't just to represent maybe Harkin's bodyguard mm-hmm. or, or those zombies that he doesn't have yeah, as yeah, yeah. ready yeah. access to? And maybe they could be one of those units and maybe mm-hmm. that could justify the, the bump in their stats. Yeah, that, that could that could work. Yeah, so he has yeah. like uh, some of the uh, I could maybe make some more of those uh, just regular zombie units and they can just keep pouring in. Mm hmm. Yeah. I love, uh, I love the the banshee. I think banshees are just a great kind of themed unit for Vampire Coast like this. I, I think you know the, the idea of like this this screaming ghost that follows the ship around. Very cool. I like her fluff. As far as I know, the Albion fluff has changed quite a bit over the years and been retconned several times. I don't have an issue with with your fluff here, especially where the humans in Albion live in various tribes and kingdoms as okay. well so yep. if there there may have been marauders that made it through the mist and, and destroyed her kingdom and i yeah I, I i really don't have any kind of issue with that okay the only thing that i i would kind of like to see in this army and this is kind of a pet peeve i have with undead in warhammer is that they're they're always human you have this awesome skink priest i would love to see maybe a undead unit of Croxagore or something <laughs> something kind of themed towards the the lizard men right because of course yeah. Harkin's going to raise whatever's dead in the jungle mm-hmm. maybe in place of of the swarms i i don't dislike the swarms but i feel like they're maybe the one kind of weakest element in it yeah other yeah. than that i think everything just fits the theme so well but i'd love to see maybe big lum- lumbering zombie croxagore uh you know coming coming back from the dead or something like that but Man, I dig this list so much. I just I love every part of it. Okay, One thing I'm I'm not the uh, I'm not that uh, much into the law, but isn't Lamian isn't that the uh, all women? Uh, there I'm is pretty sure it says in the book that it's a, a sisterhood. Uh, not necessarily. They do have uh, male members. There are some offshoots of the Lamian bloodline. Uh, this is all from the research I did trying to figure yeah. out what Luther okay. Hardy was. But apparently there are offshoots. They're like uh, each of these main bloodlines. They split into other bloodlines, and one of those blo- uh, offshoot bloodlines is where Harkin is from. Okay. Uh, if anyone knows uh, the correct, uh, because I haven't I haven't done that much research. So anybody who knows the real f- story about it, please let me know because I'd be interested to add it to my my battle scenario here. Yeah. Um. To uh, comment on your thoughts about the items, Nathan, um, I think uh, I agree that uh, because of the names that they fit the theme, but I just don't think it's uh, <laughs> it's it's that fun if uh, if the items doesn't do anything. Yeah. That's uh, that's my point. Um, you you do have a really good point there, and that's well taken. I I just love it based on what like the description of the items, that kind of thing. I think in this battle, you're absolutely right. They're not certainly not effective choices though i i see what joe is going for here and i just i love it so much that i i had to kind of stick up for it a little bit yeah yeah it's 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 fine it's, it's definitely it's choices i made from uh what i would, would think luther harkin would be wearing but i had also thought in mind something that might be able to deal with master mundi in uh, at least 
you know, make Master Mundi a little bit worse uh, when I had the idea that Master Mundi was going to come in reinforcements. So these are sort of like a, a leftover from that idea. Um, what I'll probably do when I make uh, version 2.0 is I'll probably go in and make custom items for him. Excellent. Yeah, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and a note to the pikes, uh, they're probably not gonna be effective because they're probably... The lizardmen are probably not gonna charge uh, them that often. They will never charge them, so... I think pikes fight in two ranks when they charge themselves, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so they're not gonna be that effective, uh, but... Uh, yeah, but it, it, it's nice if... Uh, I think if people uh, make uh, custom models or, or something like that, but uh, yeah. definitely do the right the yeah I'll, I'll do uh, suitable uh, replacements yeah, yeah, yeah. for for those units right um, yeah. the uh, the scenario as well is is something I thought about for the last podcast after uh, seeing all the um, uh, the various uh, lists like Jurgens and, um, and and Joshua's. Um, and yours as well, where I had the idea that I wanted to make like a, a Karstein army. Uh, you, you mentioned it as well in our, in our chat room. Uh, the first idea I had was to basically make an all Karstein army, all themed with wolves and uh, fast moving units and not that many regiments. Um, so the whole idea of using uh, um, uh, vampire houses as the attacker came from there. And then I figured, well, I cast lines wouldn't really be that much in Lustria, so let's try and make some Vampire Coast. Um, and then I've basically been I've been looking for units I felt like uh, could fit the theme. And then in the last points, I think when it comes to the swarms and it comes to uh, some of the other units, uh, it's been mainly to, to fill out the points <laughs> of the army. Because it was quite difficult making an army of uh, 2,000 points with zombie units. Yeah. Um, but you could make those zombie units a, a little bit bigger, some of them, mm -hmm. as yeah. well. One thing I think you should do with the... Going back to the drawing board and updating this list, I think you should uh, you should draw all the units on your little uh, deployment map there mm -hmm. to see how they would... Um, how, how they could deploy. Um, to actually get a feel if the undead has enough mass to surround and and actually come from all sides and all and then you can also get a feel if if uh, this unit is deployed here and faces that unit will it actually be an even fight or will it just uh, be a very one-sided um, that way you can get a feel of uh, a potential way of how how it could work um, what I'll definitely like to do with this uh, scenario, uh, if I continue working on it, I probably will. Um, at some point, I'd love to actually make the scenery for the army and maybe make some of those pictures like in the Lisbon book uh, with this battle going on. Uh, just a sort of a, a little bit of uh, um, Lisbon fluff, I guess I'd call it. That would look great. I'd love to see that. Um, but then I have to be a lot better at painting as well. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, any more thoughts on the this army list? I think I'm pretty good. I, I yeah. Yeah, you I'm, you I'm guys put a lot of work into having a <laughs> law and background. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't uh, personally care that much for <laughs> for that. Um, it's more about uh, whatever is uh, the biggest, baddest, and strongest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. But uh, it's always nice to have a little bit of variety, uh, which is why we always try to include at least one math hammer style army in each of these podcasts, just to to get all aspects of it. This has definitely been something because I've been such a big fan of Lizardmen that I've decided to do a, a more narrative army. And then I wanted to kind of design a, a, a scenario as well because uh, I've actually never played any of the scenarios in the battle book, uh, mostly because either they seem, I don't know, uh, it's, it's never been something that's been appealing to me, but uh, I'm starting to like the idea of, of creating your own scenarios as well. Just to bring some variety to the game that is otherwise, at least in our in our way of playing, uh, very math hammer and very uh, static in our choices. Yeah, you can also consider that there there's that there's this room for people customizing this uh, their army in this scenario, mm -hmm. um, just making some units available and some units not, and then people can make their own oh, army. Yeah. Um, because that is one thing that I feel about uh, with the scenarios that where with fixed armies, it gets a little bit boring, I think, because I really like to, to make armies. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are probably also other uh, players out there that also want to give uh, the armies uh, a little bit of their own touch. Mm -hmm. um, but you can just have the same units that you made there and then make a little bit more vi uh, variety mm -hmm. of units and then... Uh, Maybe maybe it would be fun if people could make uh, a little bit of the the army themselves, oh just yeah. uh, maybe having some units, some of the the main pieces fixed, but uh, the rest is uh, the rest of the points is uh, free to use That's on uh, on some of s some units. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that idea. All right, well, um, let's move on then. Casper, you have brought an army list as well, and this is definitely a math army list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've uh, I've tried to to make uh, the most efficient uh, two thousand point uh, math hammer arm, army list uh, that would also be worthy of a tournament. Um, I have a point uh, a version two of this. If we have time, we can discuss uh, the ideas. Uh, I decided to go with this okay. instead. Um, but there are definitely also some uh, nice ideas in the other list. Um, but first off, we have uh, the characters, and um, we have a Master Slan with a Jade Amulet, and Amulet of Sapassi, uh, Dispel Scroll, and Blade of Exalted Iron. And uh, he's also Battle Standard, Bearer with a Jaguar of Standard. And he uh, is uh, in uh, a unit with the Temple Guards, Uh, second, I have a Skink Hero uh, on a Pterodon with a Charm Shield, Heart of Woe, and a Spear, Light Armor. Uh, simple, cheap uh, Nuker, very efficient. Um, and the last character... He's on a Pterodon, of course, the Skink Hero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the last uh, character is, is a Soros Champion with, of course, the Black Gem to protect my Slan from getting Black Gemmed. <laughs> um, and he's also with the Temple Guards. Uh, you've given him heavy armor? 
Oh, doesn't the temple guards have heavy armor? No, no, no. Oh, that's a mistake. They can get light armor. But yeah, they, they it should be light armor because I have given them light armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a, a typo and the points should be adjusted one point there. Yeah, okay. So for units, we have our main regiment with 12 temple guards with the slan and the champion and light armor standard and battle banner. Yeah. Um, and this unit uh, has the, the benefit of the Jaguar standard as well. Um, and the thought about this is uh, just having uh, the temple guards uh, and the slan to actually be able to, to meet combat with uh, the additional movement uh, and uh, making it harder for the opponent to actually just uh, ignore them. Um, that is a problem that a lot of slow units often have um, and then I think this unit is just gonna kill everything <laughs> with battle banner and uh, and the master slan um, oh yeah, yeah. it's a very tough unit to deal with and uh, that's the idea with it um, and it's not that pricey um, and also, I just asked Jürgen about uh, the ruling with how how you count ranks when you have a slan uh, with your temple guards, and he will actually count towards a rank bonus for um, for the second rank. So if you uh, deploy your temple guards uh, two on one side and one on the other side of the slan, uh, that you actually get the the full ranks with this unit. Um, only three Soros in in the front with the with the Master Slan, and then I have uh, the next unit. I have two groups of uh, three Croxigors, and these are just uh, insanely underpriced, very efficient uh, killing machines. They are so good, so and um, they have uh, very hard hitters and uh, good uh, for taking cavalry charges, uh, also good for uh, screening your master's land. Um, they have uh, more movement, so it they will they will be able to uh, to not block uh, the Jaguar standard that much. Um, and then I have a Pterodon uh, to take out a war machine um, with spears and shields. Um, and then I have uh, 55 skinks um, split into six groups of mostly nine and ten uh, with po poison bows. One of the units has uh, poison jabs. Um, the reason jabs for seals, I guess. yeah, of course, because yeah. that's that is mandatory. I forgot mm -hmm. to to write that. Yeah. But uh, mostly a group of nine is a uh, is the breakpoint for for the unit having to lose uh, three models instead of uh, two um, in order to take a panic test um, and the next break point is uh, 13 I believe uh, so so I usually make uh, my units at, at 9 and not 10 but 10 is also good mm -hmm. um, and then I have uh, lastly I have a Stegadon with two additional crew and a banner of sorcery um, and the banner of sorcery is a uh, really included to defend against the uh, magic and uh, make sure that you can 
use a little bit of your own magic. And mm -hmm. of course, this uh, will require the Stegadon to de 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 deploy it closely to the Master's Land. But uh, it was the only way to get uh, get that banner, and I really wanted it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So give it to me. <laughs> um, Nathan, would you like to start on this one, or should I? Sure thing. I was hoping that when Casper, you were coming on the show, that we would get something really nasty like this, and, and you didn't disappoint at all. This is a terrifying army. Um, it's rare that I see a list built where, just looking down it, I know what everything like. It everything has an obvious purpose, and I, I get what you're doing for for pretty much everything here, and yet I still have absolutely no idea what I would do lined up against this army it's it's uh really fun the only questions i have really pertain to the slan itself and this is more for my benefit do you find that the master slan is the best in terms of of the points you pay and his stat line and his abilities or was it a, a, a more of a like a points choice or, or what works in the army what what do you like for your slan yeah i think uh I think points wise uh the master's land is a uh, is is good enough uh the lord is so much more expensive and of course he's uh, he has that two additional attacks uh but really that's the only stat that you want with him because six wounds is enough and toughness five is enough and you don't uh, he isn't uh, upgraded enough i think the lord for the point cost um so basically, that's why I use uh, a master slant because six attacks with a blade of insulted iron, I think, uh, is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and that's nice. really why I included that item because the only bad thing about the slants is that they have low weapon skill, and I think uh, running the numbers on the blade of insulted iron, it's a cheap way of uh, actually making him perform a lot better. Um, the Blade, uh, uh, the Sword of Swift Slaying is a very used option on the slan, but as uh, I have the Jaguar standard on him, uh, I intend him to uh, to maybe get uh, off uh, a charge in uh, in some battles. Uh, and the Blade of Insult Iron really performs in in my calculations, at least. Nice. It seems like it it really counters the one sort of weakness that the slan has which is yeah their weapon skill isn't up to snuff compared to a lot of other lords so i i really like that and i think that's super clever love the jaguar standard with him in the temple guard where everything else in in your army is is that movement kind of six at minimum i think that's a super clever way of making sure your source actually get to do something during the battle i and it's one of the things I guess I never really looked at the Jaguar standard too close uh, when I was making Lizardman lists in the past, but it, it is just great. Um, yeah, that's... I mean, I, I don't have a lot else. I certainly don't have any criticisms criticisms of this list. That's way above uh, my station here. Though I I think you've... Yeah, as far as just a, a mean, mean list, it, it's all here, and it, it looks so lean in what you've chosen here. There's nothing that looks like the slightest shred of, of fat so uh yeah great job thanks 
And also I would like to, to add that the Amulet of Apache also applies to the Temple Guards. Mm -hmm. um, so that oh, unit nice. is just very hard to deal with. Yeah, the Amulet of Sapati is is just uh, it's it's way underpriced for what it can do. Yeah, is is that's the three up special save versus spells? Is it or automatically dispels spells on a three? It's or am uh, I thinking of another item? It is the three plus uh, okay. dispel. Yeah, and if Excellent. you dispel it, you're able to cast one of your own as well. Isn't that correct? Yeah, and end the oh, magic wow. phase. Yeah, and end the magic phase. Yeah, it is. Is That's incredible. insanely powerful, this item. It is the best anti-magic item in the game. And I also thought about cutting the Dispel Scroll, but uh, I think that uh, the Amulet of Supassi only defends against uh, targeted spells on the unit, mm -hmm. but against a move unit spell or something like that, I don't have uh, anything else, even though that uh, high magic has... Uh, uh, always has dispels because they can use the power scrolls. Uh, I think I needed the dispel scroll for the tournament play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess you go with the charm shield for the skin hero because you worry about anti-flying stuff instead of the potion of strength. Yeah, I think um, it's a direct counter to, to sky arrow. Um, and I don't want him to be sniped uh, mm -hmm. with that item, but uh, also it's a direct counter to a cannon shot uh, and stuff like that if I don't get the first turn and doesn't have any terrain to hide him behind. So it, it just it ensures that he actually gets the jobs done in most cases. Okay, okay. Um, I'm interested to see the uh, battle banner on the Temple Guards. Of course, it is a nice choice. Um, how does it, I haven't done the math, how does it compare to the Banner of Might instead? Hmm, that might be a good question. Uh, the Slan might benefit a lot from from the Banner of Might. Uh, the Temple Guards won't get, there are only uh, two, uh, two normal ones and, and uh, the Champion. Uh, and the champion will gem one, uh, so there's only two two temple guards that will actually hit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I think the battle banner is it still has to be a lot better. I would yeah. have to run the numbers, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think it, it adds that much to them to yeah, the okay. master's yeah. land. Yeah, because the battle banner is a bit can be a bit fickle, but it is still good. Um, yeah. So you probably have to run it at. 3.5, I guess, uh, as the average result. And that yeah, really and then you have uh, three ranks, uh, a standard and a battle standard. Yeah. So you have yeah. uh, 3.5 plus 5, yeah. and then the attacks from the slan. Yeah, that probably outdoes the, uh, the banner of, uh, of might. Um, okay, anything else? I guess uh, I like the idea of the... Um, the Stegadon, well, when the Stegadon doesn't have the Jaguar standard, it moves at roughly the same movement speed as the Master Slan, so it can keep up and supporting. Um, I guess I might consider a giant bow in this case, since it would always have to march. I think I would always march it, though. Um, because, as you just mentioned, it, it has to keep up. Uh, mm -hmm. 
the temple guards are always gonna march so and they are also using the jaguar standard yeah, so that's true that's true yeah so they'll be moving uh 11 and a half roughly per turn yeah 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 so it definitely needs to march yeah no need for the giant bow um yeah nice idea with the source champion um i guess there isn't a cheaper way of doing it the same similar because the blade of kukanchila is 125 points uh and it's only 82 points you spend in total for magic weapon and the source champion in this case yeah yeah but uh yeah of course uh, there is uh, times where your slant will get the black gemmed um it depends on how the ruling is uh the way we do it is uh, the one that has uh, the turn gets to uh, trigger his black gem first so if they are charged then they might uh, take out my uh, my master slant they won't get the points for him though um and that's also where the battle banner comes in handy a lot more than the banner of might because then the temple guards will still be able to uh, to perform mm -hmm. if i also take out his lord with my gem then uh, and we trade lords like that then the temple guards are not uh, they're still gonna be able to do something with the battle battle banner uh, it is a quite a potent unit you've made with the master slam temple guards uh, i guess i'll i'll have to look at the numbers as well but i'm just wondering whether it'd be enough just regular source source warriors they won't have a magic banner yeah, um, but I did that uh, in the other list. Okay, you did that in the other list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, basically the other list. Um, I switched the blade of insulted iron to to a uh, sort of switch slaying. Mm -hmm. I uh, took uh, um, the temple guards are normal Soros warriors instead, um, and I cut uh, down a, a ten skinks, I think. And then I added another, another Stegadon, and they are in a, a group together, and uh, put uh, the Banner of Sorcery on the Master Slan, and put uh, the Jaguar Standard on these two Stegadons. Okay, okay. Um, so you have a slower unit, but uh, more powerful Stegadons. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then my uh, the th the problem with that with that list is that. Uh, you just have uh, the Soros and the the, the Master Slan that might not Maybe. see any battle, yeah, but yeah. it's still a lot of points that the enemy won't be able to take from you. So that's why I w wanted two Stegadons so they can do uh, the damage instead. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure that uh, that list is is that terrible, but I just uh, I think this is a, a little bit better. Yeah, if, if if I were to include the slam with the uh, Saurus Warriors, um, I would probably have him carry the Jaguar standard still still to make sure that they get into combat. But but the unit is not really that good, then. Um, yeah. yeah, and they have to charge, so their spears won't have effect until the second turn. And and I wouldn't give them spears because uh, he's so big, mm -hmm. uh, and there are only three in the front so i i wouldn't give them anything in yeah, yeah, if yeah. Uh, if i would chose choose yeah, that's, them that's true as well yeah right. i think maybe this might be the best choice it is expensive option i mean it is uh, almost half your army well if, if if it isn't actually 
It's about 900. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'd say close to half the army. Yeah, close to half the army. Yeah. But it's it's very hard to to deal with that unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say close to impossible, but uh, there are some nasty stuff from other lists as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's a very difficult unit to deal with, that's for sure. Um, and uh, if it doesn't see, see battle, then the other units can also perform, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, yeah. yeah and that's really uh, the thing about uh, the Lizardmen army, I think. Um, what, I, what I don't like about it is uh, that everything is, is in the Lizardmen army is so good that you don't... Uh, of course, you can make uh, an optimal army of it, but uh, for any uh, any players that want to to start uh, Warhammer, Lizardman is very easy to start with because every unit is is decent. They have no terrible things. Maybe the cold ones are, but there are very few terrible units. The Salamander is is a well, is a terrible unit. As well. I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible. It's just not as good as uh, the other things that you can get, but but it's nowhere near uh, as terrible as uh, some other list can can do with the other armies. That so is uh, true. that is true. It, 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 the whole army is just so strong, yeah. and uh, and and it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to prioritize anything. I have I have everything I wanted. There's not a single thing that I have t- had to cut in this list. Uh, in order to get something else, and mm-hmm. I really like to make those uh, hard choices uh, with other lists, so that's why I really dislike uh, Lizardmen because they just get everything for no cost at all. Mm. Yeah, Croxigors especially, it's 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 a uh, it's a amazing unit. I mean, your opponent has to deal with them; he has to, otherwise they're going to wreck his army. But he's only going to get. Uh, 130 points for each unit that he kills. They're just way too underpriced. Yeah, and also the the skirmish skinks with the strength mm-hmm. four are yeah, yeah. just very efficient. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I include uh, that many of them because they can skirmish units can really win you win you games, uh, mm-hmm. and especially if you if they're so cheap. Yeah, because they. They can shoot and they can block, and they can redirect, and they have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's such a shame that um, uh, sources aren't more essential to the army. Yeah, but but as I said, even if you if you make a, a beginner's army or a new army, and you have uh, two or three uh, units of sources. They are still very good unit, and mm-hmm. it will still be a, a very good list, I think. Yeah. Um, Depending but on the uh, fight list. Yeah, definitely. Against a gun line, it's gonna be a hard time, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like this list. Um, it, it does ha- indeed have a bit of everything, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem that there's anything lacking from this. I, I, I tend to agree with you on that point. <coughs> that, that is one of the uh, strengths of Lisbon, which is why they're one of the top tier factions. It's simply because you can get everything you want um, within the costs. Yeah. Um, and I understand your viewpoint that they, uh, you dislike them because they're 
you don't have to do make those hard choices. Um, but I still have to say they're my favorite faction simply because I love the Lism and Law so much, and it's the faction I always played. And also for the fact that they they don't have any weakness. They don't have any weakness at all. They have everything, and most of the things they do better than other armies. I don't know. Uh, I, I tend to see the, the slam as a large target being one of the weaknesses. Well, it's a small weakness, but it is there. And it can be exploited. Yeah, but it's very hard to, to kill him. You need a, a lot of organ guns and stuff like that to yeah, yeah. to do it, even. Yeah, it is true. Or you need to be very lucky with your magic. Uh, area of effect magic, that is. Yep. But uh, besides that, I don't see... Um, any changes I would make um, I don't know I guess sometimes I would consider not even bringing any sources or temple guards but that might leave the uh, master's land a little bit too vulnerable to um, uh, ranked combat yeah and then he won't uh, perform that well and he's just I feel like that this land is too expensive having to run around just being a spellcaster mm. um, yeah yeah he could have a point there but uh, and it, it's a shame not using his uh, his stats to the to full extent I think mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't see uh, a list uh, I guess I'll have to tinker a bit, bit more with it, but I, I really like this list and I like the choice of Insorcelled Iron. It's also something I've considered for, for Slant Mages. Um, it definitely overcomes the uh, the weapon skill weakness that the, uh, the Slant has. Um, I'm unsure whether it, the Dispel Scroll is needed. I guess you would want it to uh, protect against, as you mentioned, move units. Or if there's some uh, big spell that's going to kill your Stegadon, um, that could be useful there as well. So I guess for tournament play, I, I would definitely include one as well. Yes. Yeah. Anything I would, s yeah. I guess it's a it's a choice. I guess Charm Shield is more safe play than going Potion of Strength. I mean, you could low roll the Heart of Woe, but uh, it's still going to be at least a a Strength five. Yeah. So uh, I think it's okay. Um, any uh, closing remarks on this one? Anything you want to add, Nathan? In the end, I've just been kind of enjoying watching you guys suss this list out. So it's uh, <laughs> it's really good. I yeah I I'm absolutely uh, I I think this is a great competitive list. I, again, it's it's one of those things where as a, a person who doesn't play competitively, I have um, less uh, less experience to, to add to this particular side of the conversation. I really, yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things where it kind of gets me thinking about list building in just mm -hmm. the sheer efficiency of the list and not taking, you know, really seeing what is the minimum that a unit needs to, to be to... Uh, effectively do its task on the battlefield and I think this list really kind of hones in and nails that um, and I yeah it's it's really kind of making me think about 
the way I build armies and, and do I just throw in ranks because I like the way they look? Or should I be doing these, you know, like these, these sweet nine units of skinks or nine man units of skinks here that, uh, that take advantage of, of the rules a little bit more. So, okay. yeah. So thanks for uh, making this list. It's, it's really neat to see. Well, uh, if you're up for it, Nathan, um, next time you join us in the Fatal Skulls, uh, I, I, we could make a challenge for you to uh, make a competitive list, list for the Army. Oh, I like that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I am, I am absolutely 100% down for that. And then we could bring the math hammer down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, could, we should do that for next time you join us. It'll be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I yeah. just realized uh, I made a mistake with this list. What's the, what's the mistake you made? There needs to be uh, one additional uh, temple guard uh, in order to get the last rank. So that would I would have to cut down on the skinks a little bit. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, because you're going for the oh yeah, going for three ranks of course. Um, yeah. So you have uh, three Soros in in the first rank, three in the second rank, four in the third rank. Yeah, and four in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and with this, with the champion, then you just need one additional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely a mistake on my part. Mm. Good, I yeah. spotted it. Yeah, it's nice I, I didn't spot it, <laughs> uh, but I haven't uh, done the calculations yet. But I guess it's it's a little bit odd because the um, the slant mates, especially the old ones from fifth edition, they have such a weird base. Yeah, two horse bases. Uh, or two cavalry bases set slightly apart yeah. and it's, it's not a, a specific standard it, it's like three quarters of uh, uh, of a 20 millimeter <laughs> plate that's the difference between them no it's a 25 millimeter plate between them but it's not entirely one so it's like 21 or 22 or something yeah and it's a, it's it's really a shame in in terms of how the unit is, is looking because uh, there's gonna be a a small gap in the middle of the unit, mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it it always annoyed me that they didn't uh, put him on a, a proper base. <laughs> yeah, they, you yeah, think they, they could they have fit that. him on like a fifty mil or something, right? Just yeah, yeah. it was a really odd model. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. strange model, and super hard to maintain. I mean, I don't know about you, but oh, my my listman slam mages, they're they're temple guard carriers keep falling off <laughs> you just can't move the model without it breaking <laughs> i yep that's that's been my entire experience with them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't matter how much glue you apply it eventually it fails it's just too big uh big fat frogs <laughs> yeah maybe you should uh, get a, a drill and uh and add the small pieces of uh, metal to make it mm-hmm the other make it stick uh, together yeah. the other option would be to make them like the 8th edition Lizardmen uh, where they just have the palaquin that hovers on its own and they put it on a 40mm base yeah but I would like the, to him to be on a 50mm base so he mm -hmm. fits into the the Soros and the Temple Guards unit mm -hmm. perfectly instead yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you could do that um, we could try and custom uh, create a base for them shouldn't be that hard um, I 
then we can put some kind of uh, see-through plastic beneath just to help him, help support him. Oh, but uh, late in the fifth edition, they they gave dragons dragons uh, fifty millimeter bases. So yeah. So actually, I think uh, I think we should put uh, your your slant on a fifty millimeter millimeter base because it just looks so much better. I think. Yeah. I think he's able to fit into it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No problem. I think. The horses, uh, they are um, the horse base, the cavalry bases. That's two times um, twenty millimeters, isn't it, or is it two times twenty-five millimeters? Yeah, a horse base is twenty-five times uh, fifty millimeters. Yeah, yeah. So it fit, it fits perfectly into the unit with a fifty millimeter base on the saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely try and uh, do that for uh, the next time we use this man. See if it works. All right, guys. Um, I think that's uh, everything we have for today. Yeah. Uh, anything new coming up on the uh, Warhammer Orchard? I have a few things. We have a new episode coming out tomorrow, so that's Monday, November the 30th. And it's a second part of a two-part series that we've been doing on the starter boxes of Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer Fantasy. Oh. So if you want to see those ranked and compared and debated, that is uh, an episode that will be up tomorrow. I've also got one that is going to be dropping probably on Thursday. That is another Warhammer deep dive. Uh, this one's about the Skaven Assassins mm. and their origins in kind of the old Hammer second and third era right up until the end time. So that should be a lot of fun. And of course, I look at uh, Deathmaster Snitch while I'm while I'm uh, going through their rules. So, yeah, uh, busy week. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for letting us know about the Warhammer Orchard. I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, so, um, anything else we want to add at the end before we uh, sign off for today? Um, yeah, I guess we. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll add that uh, we'd uh, love to hear more about what people think about this new type of podcast. Um, um, do you want us to go in a bit of different direction? Maybe I've also thought about perhaps um, with a lot more planning uh, to have one episode, maybe one every six months, where we try and design our own units. And try to maybe build our own army list together. Mm. That's been something I've been trying to, uh, I've been tinkering with as a possible option. Um, but otherwise, let us know what you think about this uh, this type of uh, podcast. And otherwise, we'll just keep going, see where it takes us. Yeah, and we should definitely uh, get the list uh, uploaded somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm still so working people on can the. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something that, that people need to look as well while they listen to the podcast. So I'll be looking into figuring out a way to make a, a, a proper setup of the list. I also want to show off my, uh, well, maybe not this one, but once I've typed that up a little bit more, show off my uh, my scenario and how it looks. Um, and if uh, people really like it, I'll, I'll start considering actually building it and setting up the scenario and, and playtesting it. So... Um, as always, I want to thank Casper uh, and Nathan for joining me for yet another Flails of Call podca podcast. And uh, Armelis' discussion, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Mm -hmm. Very nice that you guys uh, put so much uh, job into uh, the law. Um, I really I really like uh, the names and, uh, and your whole thought about it, even though that I'm not uh, 
that much into it myself. It's <laughs> really nice to see some something that uh, really that you really spend a lot of time on thinking and uh, thinking about and making. Yeah, thanks. Definitely. Also, uh, thank you for bringing this very awesome list for uh, basically what could be a tournament play uh, listman army. Uh, this is definitely something to be very dangerous and something you would not like to face on the other side of the battlefield. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That was super fun. And remember, folks, you heard it here. Lizardmen are the best army. <laughs> oh, yeah. so uh, one of the them. best. Yeah. There are a few contenders, I think. <laughs> they are all going to perish under the, the wise rule of Slan as they uh, ex execute the great plan. Don't you worry. <laughs> that is, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in, um, and let us know what you think. And have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. bye.